This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, chopping it up while doing push-ups. Coming up at 740 mm. here on Sean, RJ, and Bobby. It's DFW Sports Station 105.3 The Fan. First, let's preview the playoff game Monday night. Greg Allman covers the NFC South for Fox Sports. Kind enough to take a few minutes with us on the Diamond Factory Hotline. Good morning, Greg. How are you? Hey, doing well. Hope you are too. How is Tampa Bay different today than week one? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I think, you know, you go back to week one, you know, expectations were so high for this team. So uh, to have them gone through go through kind of what they've been through you know in a full season to have the disappointment of a losing record um to still be in the playoffs as division champ um you know i guess i guess you think maybe they're a little bit more motivated uh probably a little healthier um you know they've, they've gone through a lot injury wise uh but should probably be about as healthy as they've been since that game since week one since the first month of the season where are they still banged up well <laughs> Uh, center's still a little bit of a concern. Um, you know, they they lost their starter in training camp, um, and then the guy that's replaced him all season tweaked a hamstring uh, Sunday in in the game in Atlanta. Uh, so they're both a little bit uncertain. Um, it, it could be that Hainsey, Robert Hainsey, their starter, is able to go, uh, but probably wouldn't be you know 100 percent if he did. Brady clearly doesn't seem from afar to be the same one that he was on 2020. Um, yeah. What percent of 2020 is he right now? That's a good question uh, to quantify it like that. Down to 75, maybe 80, um, which is still, again, probably better than a lot of quarterbacks in the league. Their their downfield passing really hasn't been there at all. Um, you know, I think because of some of the changes on the offensive line, um, you know, Brady's been real quick to get rid of the ball, just kind of in, in self-preservation mode. Um, and it'll be curious to see if he's any different in the playoffs. But the logic all season was that, you know, you don't want to come out of retirement for a year where you get hurt in week six or something like that and get lost for the year. So I think now that it's kind of a, you know, do or die playoff type mentality, he, he might, you know, kind of stay in the pocket longer, might try for the deep ball a little more often. Um, they've kind of been content to, to live on a lot of dump offs and screens and short yardage type things for most of the year. How much of it is Tom regressing physically? Because it, it it just doesn't make sense to us. You got Evans, you got Godwin, you got Brady, and most of the time you can't they they can't score over seventeen points. Yeah, no, I mean their their touchdowns are almost half what they were a year ago. So I mean, uh, in terms of how much that is physical regression, I mean, it's, it's some of it. I mean, he's taken some shots uh, to his shoulder. Uh, he's had 
hand and finger injuries. You know, Brady's one of those guys that doesn't really acknowledge any injuries, uh, just kind of plays through them. But I think that's probably part of it. Greg, so. Greg Allman, Diamond Factory Hotline here on 105.3 The Fan. Greg, has there reached any point? This has been a struggle, obviously, uh, for for Tom, I think, in terms of his level of play, like you just mentioned there, maybe 75 80% of what he has been in the past. But um, has you got a sense at any point this year that Tom Brady has felt like any sort of regret about coming back, or, or has he been completely all in on this season? Um, you know, he's one of those where I think even if he did, he wouldn't necessarily acknowledge it publicly. So, I mean, I, I don't think this is the year he came back for. Um, I guess the one thing I would say is that, like, Brady, I always feel like Brady's seasons, in terms of whether they're a success or failure, are measured in January, in February. So, um, you know, if it were 8-9 and nine and a first-round loss, that that's not what you thought this team was. That's not what you came out of retirement for. But if it's like last year, if it's a home win to open the playoffs, a close loss in the second round, anything more than that, that that's kind of where they thought they were. So as much as this was seen as a team that could be a Super Bowl contender, um, I just think they want to get within, you know, uh, a stone's throw of that and not just be a team that gets to the playoffs and is done the first weekend. So, so maybe this coming game Monday is, is the first chance to really evaluate um, how much of a disappointment, how much of a drop-off it's been. Do you think he plays again next year? I don't know. I'm, I'm, it's one of those where I've, I've stopped guessing just because he's already retired and unretired once in the last year. Um, <laughs> I, my instinct is yes right now. I mean, it's one of those where he's um, – to see the moments that he's had, like he's had three or four games where he's had these amazing comebacks and, and wins in the last – literally in the last minute sometimes. Um, I think two of the three latest comebacks of his career have come this year. Um, so – you know, you get a sense that he's reminded that he's still playing at an amazingly high level for someone his age, at least. Um, I don't know how the personal aspects of his divorce or family or anything else will factor into just the time demands of being in the NFL. I mean, that's probably what the biggest question was going into this year, and I don't know how he processes that. But I think he's, um, you know, he's just so competitive. Um, I guess you don't know if he'd be content to walk away with a disappointing season as his last year. So I don't know how much the next month will will kind of have that change one way or the other. We're uh, not feeling great about the Cowboys heading into <laughs> this game uh, after what uh, recently happened around here. How is Tampa playing their final two, three games as everyone's goal is to try to be on a hot streak for the playoffs? Yeah, they had a weird deal Sunday in Atlanta where they, they already had their seed and everything locked up. So there's this, like, do you play your starters? Do you not play your starters? And they kind of did a little bit of both. They had nine guys that they pulled out completely uh, who were dealing with various levels of injury. So Brady played like a quarter and a half. Um, they were up 17-10 at the half, but then got completely smoked in the second half. Like, they're, they're backups. They'll do well not to play entirely backups on Monday night against Dallas, I guess. Um, so, But before that, I mean, the Carolina game was a must-win for them. I mean, that's two weeks ago. If they win, they clinch the division. If they don't, it, it's all kinds of needing help to get in type scenarios. And they played well at the end, I'll say that. I mean, they, they were down, they were in trouble, but finished well. So I think, uh, you know, two wins isn't necessarily a streak. But those two wins, I think, helped kind of set them on the right trajectory, going back to, you know, a late win. Christmas in Arizona. But yeah, they've, they've yet to have, you know, Dallas, honestly, in week one is probably their most 
you know, complete resounding win of the season. It's literally the only game they've won by more than 10 points all year, which is crazy to think about because I think they had, I don't know, 10 of those games a year ago. Um, so I, I guess there's, there's a sense that um, everything has come to this point to set up, you know, a playoff run. You just don't know if everyone will get healthy, everyone will click and play at the level they need to to sustain any kind of postseason run. You know, Tampa was able to run the ball really, really effectively in week one. It was by far the best game Leonard Fournette's had this season. They've had a lot of struggles with it afterwards. I mean, I know they're last in the NFL in rushing attempts. They're definitely a team that likes to pass the ball. But would you expect them to see if they could take advantage of some of that again and and try to commit to a little bit of the running game against Dallas? Yeah, I really think – I mean, I've kind of thought this all year. They haven't been able to do it all year, but I think – um, it's crazy to say Les Brady is, is a good formula, but I mean, if he's throwing the ball 48 times on Monday, that's not a good sign. Um, I do think they'll try and run it. They've got not only Frenette, they have a rookie, Rashad White, they like a lot. Um, they've kind of gone back and forth between the two. And, and Frenette, you know, you go back to that Super Bowl year, they leaned on him really hard in the postseason, and he had four great games. Um, was a big part of why they won a Super Bowl. But hasn't necessarily been that consistent this season. So I'm curious to see. I think the commitment to run, the desire to run on a consistent basis is there. They just haven't been able to execute that on a, on a regular basis. You know, we, we talk about Brady and where he's at and how he's playing. One of the discussions we've had a lot as it's felt like the last three weeks or so, we were heading towards this destiny of Dallas and Tampa. So we've been talking a lot about Brady in the future. There is this idea of the Tom Brady mystique and the magic and, and, and you never want to welcome the the Brady magic. Do you think he's still capable of like, do you believe in that factor of the Brady magic of even at 45, he can turn back the clock and look like he's 28. If, if you know, when the playoffs come around. No, I think he can. I mean, it's like I said, it's one of those where we've seen small doses of it this year. Um, he's had a lot of good fourth quarters, a lot of good final five minutes. Hasn't had, too many of those games where it's just dominating 450 yards, that kind of stuff. Um, but again, if the protection is there, if both tackles, if he has a healthy center on, on Monday, that's a big step. And then I think when they haven't had good protection, it, it's put him back in that mentality of I'm going to get rid of the ball in 2.1 seconds, whether it's downfield or whether it's just another screen. So I think he needs to have um, you know, a 2020 level of confidence in his line and play with that. And if he does, then, you know, heck, anything's possible. It's Tom Brady in the playoffs. But there hasn't been nearly enough of that, you know, during the regular season this year. Greg Allman covers the Bucks for Fox Sports, joining us here on the Diamond Factory Hotline on 105.3 The Fan. What's the state of their defense? What, what type of year have they had defensively besides shutting the Cowboys down week one? <laughs> Uneven is what I would say. Um, they're a great defense in terms of, keeping teams relatively low scoring, keeping the Bucks in games that their offense hasn't kept them in. Um, what they haven't really done consistently that Dallas does so well is, is get takeaways. I mean, um, for a while they were like record low pace for turnovers. I think they, they had three in two straight games in their last two wins. That was a big part of, of kind of them clicking. Um, but I mean, Dallas has, I think, 33 takeaways. They're probably the best team in the NFL doing that. So they have to get back to that because that, that 2020 Super Bowl run was very much fueled by bunches of takeaways two three four takeaways in games um they're getting healthier again that's another part where you know they they didn't have vita veo this past week they didn't have carlton davis they didn't have mike edwards um so i think that this will be 
uh, as healthy as their defense has been in months. You just don't know how well all these pieces will, will coalesce and will play together if they haven't had that many games as a complete healthy unit. If they can do that, they're, they're in great shape. But you just don't know how well it'll, it'll take kind of coming together on the fly like this. If you're Kellen Moore, where are you attacking? Is it Rundy? Is it Pasty? Is it a certain player or two that you go after? What are you doing if you're Kellen Moore? I mean, I mean, I would think of what they have right now. I mean, you know, Lamb is probably the best downfield threat they have. So you want to find out really early in the game how healthy these Bucks cornerbacks are. Um, you know, I think they've had some problems with backs catching out of the backfield, and Pollard is such a good weapon that way. That wouldn't surprise me if they use him a lot. Um, you know, right now, like I said, what you don't know about this Bucks defense is, is who's healthy and who's kind of playing and trying to push through injury. And I think you'll see Dallas try to figure that out early in the game. Um, you know, Dak didn't have a great game in the first one. Obviously, he's had a run where he's had, you know, whatever it is, interceptions in seven games in a row. So for them to, to click in the postseason, they need, you know, both sides of that offense really working well. This is a Bucks defense that used to be really dominant against the run. They were like the number one run defense in the NFL in 19 and 20, kind of in their, their best you know, finish in the air, and they haven't been. They've been a middle-of-pack defense. Now, when they have Vita Vea and Akeem Hicks together, they're much better there. Have they been asked, I think the players, has Tom uh, been asked or given any thoughts on being an underdog at home? No, we haven't really got him this week yet. Um, it's rare for him, especially a home underdog. Um, so, no, I think we'll probably get him Friday. You know, Brady's a guy who who takes motivation in just about anywhere you can. It can be a comment somewhere. It can be, you know, the the, the line on a game. So I think he'll be aware of it. I think, um, you know, I think what they can do, I mean, there's few teams that the Bucks can have the confidence they should have against Dallas. This this was the game where they played really their best game of the season. Um, and, and honestly, it was 19-3. Now, if I remember right, I think they opened the game with four four field goals. Like, this wasn't – this was – the, the premonition of, boy, this might not be a good red zone offense this year um, was what they did in Dallas. So, I mean, if, if they just, you know, if you turn those field goals into touchdowns, it, it's 35-3 and not 19-3. So I think they're aware that even though they played well in the first game, they could have played better. Um, and that's kind of been a, you know, a recurring theme this year is missed opportunities and not playing to their strengths. So, again, I think, you know, Brady – is going to be confident in any game, whether he's a three-point dog or a 10-point favorite. But I think that's just a little extra. You know, there should be no shortage of motivation for a 45-year-old potentially playing in his last game, but this adds to that. Who would you favor going in? Um, it, It'd be close. I mean, this there's been a lot made in the last, like, 48 hours about how Dallas hasn't been a good grass team. You know, I think they're one and four on grass and, and much better on turf. Um, so that, that's curious. I don't know. I mean, the Bucks haven't been – dominant at home this year either so i don't know how much of a deal to make out of that i think if the bucks can score I mean, if they can just get to high 20s or 30 i think they've done that twice all season that's the key i mean if they're if their offense clicks their defense i think is going to be able to match it i just don't know how uh, how well they'll be able to score with consistent especially early too i mean they came out they had 17 in the first half against atlanta on sunday and it felt like 50 for this team. I mean, this is a team that just hasn't put up big numbers at any point. So I think getting out early definitely works to Tampa Bay's favor. Greg, how is this team any different under Todd Bowles than Bruce Arians? Um, that's a good question. In that, you know, Bowles was kind of an extension of Bruce in terms of 
you know, a guy that had worked with him literally 39, 40 years. Um, you know, I think Bowles' demeanor is definitely different. I mean, you see him, he's very straight-laced, um, very positive. You know, Bruce was a guy that would, you know, throw people out of the bus, would be as blunt and as honest and as candid as you could see a coach being. So the, the persona of the coach's personality um, is different, but I don't know that the team is that different. Obviously, offensively, they haven't been the, the 30-point-a-game juggernaut that they were with Brady in 20 and even last year. Um, so I think that's taken some of the on-field swagger, you know, away from this team. But they've definitely had moments where Bowles is a very aggressive coach. Um, we'll dial up blitzes. We'll do exotic packages. We'll do things like that. That hasn't changed. I just think because their overall sustained rate of success isn't the same, you don't see that as much. That You see a team that's, that's wobbly and middling and 8-9. I only ask this question when the playoffs come around because somehow, <laughs> some way, it it ends up being important. How does Tampa Bay look on special teams in, in all the different phases? Oh, that's a good question there too. I mean, Turpin is such a threat. I can remember in week one how how worried they were about Turpin, and they've given up some returns this year. Uh, their kicking game has not been that consistent, um, at least on distance, is what I should say. Uh, Ryan Suckup's been one of the league's most reliable kickers inside the 50. I think he's missed four in a row from 50-plus. Um, Bowles keeps sending them out there kind of optimistically, and it's hurt them because he missed a long field goal. It's a really bad field position. they got a rookie punter who's like top five in the NFL in yardage, Jake Camarda. Um, not too much in the return game. They've just changed, switched returners in the last five, six weeks of the season. So there's a rookie there on returns kid in Devin Tompkins. So, no, I would say special teams is, is below average for this team overall right now. Um, but, again, containing Turpin, keeping those returns in check will be a big part of things Monday. How healthy is Vita Vea going to be in this game? I think he'll be fine. It's like they sat him out. Um, he wasn't inactive this past week. Um, he's had a foot injury that kind of slowed him. But, like, the Carolina game two weeks ago is probably the best model where – he and Hicks both played. I forget the, the numbers now. I, I think they're 6-1 and one this year when it, when Vita Vea and Akeem Hicks both play. And obviously they're whatever, like 2-7 and seven when they don't. Um, so I think that's a big part of it. I mean, Vea, you know, in terms of them coming out and saying you're not going to run the ball consistently on them starts with Vita Vea up the middle. Um, and honestly, he's, he's their sack leader still. I mean, six and a half sacks isn't going to wow anybody but he leads them in sacks as a D tackle. So, I mean, there's some aspect of collapsing the front of the pocket and, and getting the quarterbacks and flushing them out that, that he's good at as well. Last one, Greg, how many Cowboy fans do you expect to be there? A lot, <laughs> uh, a lot. No, they'll, they'll travel. It's funny. I was looking to see like how crazy the tickets were and uppers are, I want to say 200 right now, which is not that crazy. Um, I would think there's going to be a decent amount of Cowboys fans there. Just knowing it's a playoff game, knowing it's a, a winnable road game for them. Um, you know, this year they've done a pretty good job of not letting the opposing fans be a big part of things. I mean, you saw it with maybe two or three games. But, no, I'm expecting a lot of Cowboys fans loud in the stadium on Monday night. Greg, thank you for the time and the education. Enjoy the game, man. All the best. All right, send to you guys. Take care. Greg Allman covering the – Yeah, <laughs> Willie. <laughs> covering the NFC South for – Fox Sports here on Sean and RJ. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.